Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. October 5th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 on the AM side of things. Make sure if you're driving around and one gets a little fuzzy or something like that, just switch it on over to the other. Probably will sound crystal clear. I do that all the time. I do, too. I do as well. Uh, Sometimes there's parts of town, FM better. There's parts of town where the AM is better. Hope you're having a great start to your Thursday morning. This week is flying along. Nick Roush, how are you? Uh, probably going to have a breakdown today. It was on the way to the studio. My transmission just slipped again. It's like, uh, well, I'm... Well. <sighs> Better to be slipping than tripping, though. I guess. But you... you, you, you I disagree. I, I had to take it back... Once already. Like now, now what the hell do I do? Do you take it back to the same people? Yeah. I think you have to and say, what the hell? Yeah. You guys fixed this. And then last and then, time they, they, they were just work. like, well, it was just low on fluid. Well, you, did you just put the fluid in there? Why, why is it? Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Car, that's the thing is you can't even be mad because I don't know. I don't know anything about cars, but I know if you put the new thing in, it's not supposed to be messing up right away. So something's obviously wrong and I'm very frustrated by it. I'm sorry. That's not a fun way to start your morning. Yeah. Especially when you're supposed to be driving said car like eight hours over the weekend. I had a lot of jokes I was going to make about you today, but you're in a bad mood. I'm just going to kick them down the road. No, it'd be a good time because uh, no. then I'll then I'll lose it and it'll be great radio. We don't want you to lose it. We don't need to every, lose every, it I, about, about every other week, I have some moment where I just kind of like, ah! Um, and it, and it, it's good fun. It's good Sco- good content. Scoots, as long as he shows some emotion instead of falling asleep like he did yesterday, I'm cool with that. Man, yeah, no kidding. Homeboy left you out to dry. He did, yeah. Yeah. What 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 do you think? Uh, what do you think Prime's dream job is? No, I, who cares? Why are you asking me this? Such a stupid <laughs> question. He, <laughs> Scoots like, uh, Florida State. The good news uh, it is it doesn't matter. The good thing was that we had the webcam up and running yesterday, so I could obviously see in that moment that he was distracted. So I just knew. Just read the next text. Yeah. Well, you did a great job, by the way. It was Thanks. like I thought, and I listened to you uh, 
pretty much throughout all of your radio, Man. four hours of radio yesterday for Scoots, as it is for a lot of your days. But uh, you were on the ball yesterday. I yeah. don't know if you well, woke up early or you got a workout in or what your secret sauce was yesterday, but uh, you were you were on the money. Well, well <laughs> definitely not a workout. Picking money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, but that's if you don't if you think bets or Scoots is a good better, then you haven't <laughs> known the guy long enough. Went six and ten in the NFL last week. Well, NFL, I get, because Scoots admittedly doesn't watch. I don't think he watches as much football, but he's watching. he watches more baseball than me. What? Yeah, you don't watch as much football as Roush, on Sundays, oh, when boy. I'm not oh, at boy. that's all I do is watch football. Are you kidding me? I don't miss the Thursday night games usually, although tonight I'm not watching. There's no shot I'm watching tonight. Well, exactly. You watch less football. Than I, I never miss the Monday night game. Never miss the Sunday night game. I might go to bed early Did, in, in one of them. But didn't we have a conversation about how you're like anti-college football, though? I am anti-college football. I, I watch less college football than you, but for you to say I watch less NFL than you is just ludicrous. I just said I less watch, football. I watch a whole yeah, lot of you, NFL. You, I, don't think you, I don't think you know ball, Scoots. <laughs> I don't think you know ball. Well, our our picks of the week segment standing say otherwise. Oh, oh wow. wow! Got me, <laughs> got me. I, I I will say to those scoots, uh, if you're gonna lose, you might as well lose in just not even close fashion. There's never a doubt you're gonna lose. Jesus, yeah. yeah but you all were bad. saying yesterday on the Spears show, noon to one here on Big X Sports Radio, uh, Spears will always be like, "Yeah, I was listening to Dennison on the way in. Uh, we're just uh, well." We can't be too early for Spears. He's retired. Figured he'd be waking up to us on his way to Denny's. Oh no, we're wait. He doesn't wake up till I, I don't think he wakes up till eight thirty. So when he does hear oh, the show, it's crazy. always on the replay. Well, when he was saying that if you win o fourteen this week or o twelve or whatever it was, you have to shut down the segment. Yeah, you go o twelve or o fourteen. No, I'll you, give you a hundred dollars. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I mean it. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can go undefeated or un. Unwinnable. Win, un, un, I, I, I think we then you turn it into scooters losers. You know, we'll they, call back to Leonard's losers. Seriously, if I mean, there's already probably people fading you to a certain degree. If you went zero and fourteen, oh. that would just be be the dream. That'd Andy awesome. Staples got. I mean, it was the most viral he's been since he joined on three. Was just picking nine games incorrectly. All all nine. That's tough to do. It is. It really it's, is. It's hard impressive. To do. Yeah. Uh, well, text on into the Thornton's text line. What's not tough to do is stop by your local Thornton's. There's one literally a stone's throw away from the radio station, always popping and buzzing in the morning for good reason. They have the best gasoline in town. More importantly, their interior delicious breakfast sandwiches to get your day going. They've got 89 cents, 32 ounce drinks, and they've got fresh fruit. So if you're looking for something a little healthier, your banana's looking a little rough this morning. Stop in at Thornton's today. Download the app. Become a Refreshing Rewards member. Save time and money each and every time you go to the pump and go to a Thornton's and get your Powerball prize up to $1.4 billion. Wow. Dudes, we didn't win yesterday. Oh, means gosh we're due. dang it. it. means we're due. I had forgotten all about it. But I had to bought my ticket. Unfortunately, we didn't win. That's a bummer. Major hmm. bummer. Yes, major bummer, sir. Reporting for duty. Did you all see that a Kentucky person went to the lottery headquarters to claim their prize? For like the, the, the he got an it. email that they had won. Oh, but he did just went straight to the place. No, he did actually win, but oh, it wasn't okay. it wasn't the million dollars. He had won fifty thousand dollars. Oh, showed up to the to the place in downtown Louisville, still in his UPS uniform. Heck yeah, actually, I would too. USPS. Sorry. 
Oh. Sometimes get those letters all mixed up. I would I'd do the same thing. Took home uh, $50,000 after taxes. It was about $36,000. Be pretty cool. I could use $36,000. Scoots, can we at least win like $36,000? I got approximately one number last night, so that's cool. On my whole ticket. Ooh, that's not good. That's not good. One of the ones I had last week, I had the Powerball number on two of my lines, and then on both those lines, I had one number. That was what, like four bucks? I don't know. I haven't checked yet. I think it's four bucks. It was like the one time I didn't do the online lottery. Mm. I was actually out of Thornton's, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll just go ahead and get the physical ticket. Maybe it'll be better luck. It wasn't. But it's up to $1.4 million. And if you're a KRC listener and you happen to win, just remember our agreement that you, mm-hmm. that you made with us that you would at least give us a million dollars. So... Uh, good luck to everybody. Good luck to everybody playing. Roush, we're getting a little bit closer to game week. Well, we are in game week, but a little bit closer to game day. Cats heading down to Athens. Got a very surprising invite to the game yesterday. Oh, gosh, so badly want to be wanted to go. Wish it could work, but have a wedding Saturday. So oh, off the well, it, people it, get it married be, all the time. People do, do get the married cats, all the time. Do the cats play number one all the time? Frequently, yeah. Yeah, actually every year since 2019. But, and, and probably some years before that. Probably next year, too. Yeah. I mean, they're going to Texas. <laughs> Point is, I would love to be there. I've never seen UK beat number one on the road, Roush. That would be a, a, a good time. Ooh, um, I, don't, I don't know if you know Cousin Shane. That's a big Tennessee fan. He does the SEC podcast with SEC Mike. Um, he asked a good question. Can you storm another team's field? So yeah. like if Kentucky wins, do, I, do I, we store? Do we do we do we do we burst through the hedges? That's happened before. Was it um, Tennessee fans at Alabama? Because I've seen the picture of the Tennessee fans with like zip ties on on the field at Alabama. I think that 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 might have happened, but it was only four of them. But if we can get the entire Kentucky section, I mean, you know, there's strength in numbers. Just goodbye to your hedges. See you later, Hedges. those Hedges goodbye. Also, why did their Hedges get all the credit? They aren't the only ones with Hedges. The Kentucky football team is your Brazilian wax. A lot of teams do. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, because a girl got stuck in some when they were rushing the field. Uh, Was it at Ole Miss? Yeah, I remember that video. Is that that what it was? was Georgia rushed the field at Auburn uh, back in like the 80s. When Vince Dooley was the coach at Georgia, <laughs> he's doing an interview on the field, and there's just like, hun- you know, ton dozen, I don't know, of hundreds, but l- apparently looking like dozens and dozens and dozens of Georgia fans behind him oh, on Auburn's field. It's wonderful. And then I read something the other day. I don't know where I saw it. I want to give it credit, but do you ever hear about the Georgia Tech Auburn train prank from, oh. I think, like the late 1800s, early 1900s? You know, there's some like it feels familiar, but I need to uh, I need to know the deeds. They Georgia Tech scoots. By the way, people are saying the stream's not working. So really, go, go, go when I say we're not going to have any audio issues, I was talking in house. I'll figure it out. Just get the wrench and bang it on something. Oh, maybe take the radio out, blow on it, and put it back in. It's like we have such a small margin for error with this radio show as is that it's just every, everything just goes wrong. Everything just goes wrong. Georgia Tech was visiting Auburn. I don't, again, don't know the exact year, like 1898 or something like that. And 
I think Georgia Tech was a big favorite, so Auburn fans were trying to figure out what advantages they could get to give them their team a better chance at, at upsetting Georgia Tech. Wreck the Tech. And they ended up greasing the railway at the stop where Georgia Tech's football team was getting off. And so they couldn't stop. So they ended up, like, by the time the train actually did stop, it was five miles from the stop. So they had to carry all their bags and equipment five miles back, and they thought that it would be good to wear them down, make them more tired, and help their team get a win, which they did, 40 to nothing, which would make you wonder, like, did you really need to possibly wreck their train? (laughs) Just a good old classic train derailment goof to give your team a better chance to win. But I, I love some of those old stories of college football and rivalries and stealing mascots. Ah, the good old days. It is. I do wonder what, like, in the year 3,600, what people will be like, yeah. Like, I wonder if they'll look at us like gladiators. Not me, specifically. But, like, football is gladiators, and they'll just have all these wild stories that you wouldn't believe. Like the legend of Lamar fumbling. You know, ah. it was a ballot. People sang it for years and years to come. Oh, man. Back, back whenever you told stories through song. I'll sing song. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was the best. Scoots, we rocking and rolling now? No. Still ready. Good. That's what we like to hear. Oh, it was a no? No. no. <laughs> uh, I uh, I wonder what would be a good modern day. Because you, you've seen the, the Yale-Harvard one where they, they switched out the cards. To where all the Harvard fans, when they held them up, it said Yale instead of Harvard. I don't know if I didn't know that one. Yeah, that, that one's a good one. There was also one where they like dug a hole in the on the sidelines and like blew up a balloon. Har- Harvard Yale had some, you know, it's it's smart guy nerd pranks, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, they but they they had some good ones over the years. I'm wondering if there's been any good modern day pranks though, or classic hijinks besides just painting the rock at Tennessee. Or whatever, because I I feel like most modern day pranks go too far and in, in result in crimes. Yeah, that's it's like a fine line of this is gonna be funny, but we also may get arrested. You remember that MTV TV show? Uh, MTV TV show, music television television show. How old am I? <laughs> on the TV. The, what was it called? It was like the, it was senior pranks. Was the and oh, each episode had I, like three different senior pranks, and they'd tell the story and they'd animate it. Yeah, and I don't, story. I don't remember Kinda like really drunk history, it. but with senior pranks. Yeah, I don't really remember watching it though. Um, and I also like don't know how much I would believe some of those stories. Uh, that's true. I don't know how much they fact checked. Right. Was it? They called, were trying to make good TV. You know, was it called High School Stories? That doesn't sound right. No, it wasn't punked, pranked. It may have been just pranked. Are you are you looking for that no, or no? no? No, it was high school stories from 2004 to 2010. Oh, there you go. But it was scandals, pranks, and controversy. Oh, scandals too. What about the scandal? Like every school had scan. You know, every school had some sort of in-house scandal. Scoots, what was a big peeking scandal when you were there? Oh man, uh, probably the, us, the cross country team cheating. Cheating. I mean, cutting the course. That was that was a pretty big story. Did uh, did we know that? Yeah, remember? Because yeah, I would always. I told you that we would always cut the course, and then one guy came back. Our best runner came back and ratted us all out. And, oh, when you all were practicing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, not during a race. You can't do that during a race. Well, what the heck would your all's coaches think when your all's times were substantially longer in actual meets than they were in practice? Well, no, they weren't because we wouldn't like go straight back to the school. We would just hang out in the woods or whatever, play in the creek. We, we were acting like we were running, but we weren't running. And our coach, bless his soul, he's, he's one of the greatest men of all time. And when we got scolded that day for that, oh, I'll never forget that feeling I had in my stomach. Ever. What did it feel like? It was awful. I mean, like just utter, like you completely, like you upset your dad, you know, like you, like he had all these hopes for you and you just upset him. And man, that was bad. Still only, to this day, I regret that. Dude, you sound like you were easy to discipline. Like you, you're still feeling the guilt 25 years later. I was, yeah, I was easy to discipline. I'd agree with that. My only cross country story that I have was, uh, hated cross country as most normal oh, Americans yeah. should, but uh, you, 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 you stayed in shape. It maybe made you a little bit faster, better endurance for other sports. I think I quit in like sixth grade probably or something like that. But I think I was in third or fourth grade and we were at my buddy's pool and we were playing games. We were kind of be, we were kind of roughhousing, like slapping people with noodles, you know, normal, normal little kid stuff. Yep. And I, gosh, this guy listens to the show, but, uh, and I still feel horrible, horrible about it to this day. But, like, he was hitting me with a noodle, and we kind of got in the standoff, and I had a golf ball in my hand. And I was, like, faking like I was going to throw it at him. Oh, no. And he was, like, you know, kind of taking swings with the noodle, and I was kind of, like, fake throwing the ball at him. And we were just both trying to find an alley, him to kind of get me, attack me with the noodle, me trying to just get around him. And I was like, I got a good idea. I'm going to actually throw it, but I'm going to throw it in the pool. And by, like, the ball whizzing by him and splashing, he'll get distracted. I'll get around him. Nailed him in the face with the ball. <laughs> I mean, just drilled him in the face with the ball. I thought you were an accurate fantasy football This was third grade. It was, this, it was like third or fourth grade. It wasn't you, you, developed you, yet. You thought, you're like, all right, this I'm, I'm going to matrix me. him. <laughs> I felt so horrible. And I just like drilled him. It was like by his eye. Uh, needless to say, I did get around him because he was on the ground crying. So that was, at least it worked. But uh, he was also on the cross country team and his mom was, she wasn't like worried about concussions, but I think it was like, well, you're not going to go to practice. That's the last thing you need. You got this big knot on your on your head. Uh, so I had to go to practice and tell everybody why he wasn't there. Oh man, which that's was tough. Hey, yeah, he's not here because he got drilled in the head with the golf ball, and the whole team was like, "Oh my gosh, you did that! We got to find him." Well, funny thing is, <laughs> I was there on the scene. The so throw quickly. was coming from inside the house. Uh, <laughs> It was me. I was, Michael, the, one, you, I was you, the one who did your it. Your Michael Scott showing up to the office after running over Meredith with your it, car. It was. <laughs> wonder how many other times Michael has hit something on the road. Uh, Scoot, so, but I, I, yours is much better. You got to go make out with somebody. Mm, that was another practice. That was just a practice I skipped. Oh, I thought this was all the same practice. No, 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 no. I thought every practice was the one you were making out. I thought that too. No. Just, just that one time. Yeah, we're sorry about the audio issues. The people that are affecting can't hear us. Apologize for it. Uh, but we got Scoots working really hard on it. I've got a couple texts out. I, I've looked at everything I know to look at and do everything I know to do. So got a couple texts out. We'll see if we can Was get it Was the stream working corrected. before we got on air? That's uh, the question great, nobody great knows question. the answer yeah, to. Yeah, I have no idea. Shots fired at the national guy who does the show before us. That show is so lame, by the way. Whoa. Oh, my God. It's like 24 years old. I think he does a good job. I, I mean, he does an okay job. I just I think it's such a lame show. Why? Michael, what do you think, Michael? I just, I hate it. 
they always do trivia, and he gets really mad at himself when he doesn't get it right. By the way, he is pretty impressive in regards to trivia. He does. He does. I, it makes you think he may be cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you're 24 years old, or right. however, and you're getting every one of these questions Back right. in 1982, Georgia yeah. defeated Auburn. And he'll be like, it's between Dan Marino and Joe Montana, and I'll never forget when Joe Montana <laughs> threw that uh, 14 straight completions. It's like, yeah, BS, buddy. You're Googling <laughs> it right now. We can hear you typing in the background. Uh, but does anybody know if the stream was down before that? It, he was on radio. I had it tuned on, yeah. tuned in on the way here. So the well, and we're going over and fourteen fifty are sounding. Good. Yeah, we're going over air. Point I being, if the stream's that. not working, just drive to the Louisville area and drive here quickly. That's your best <laughs> bet at this juncture. <laughs> we do also have a podcast, which we'll hopefully not have any issues on. We will have trivia Thursday with Corey Price, although he did text me and say like, "Hey, I think the stream's down." So. But he'll be on, whether the stream's working or not working. We're going to get Corey Price on for some trivia. And we're going to have a fun little Thursday show for you. we got fun a good Thornton's text line to get to. We need to talk more about the Cats, both sides of the ball. I didn't really get to weigh in on much of the news yesterday. I got to throw out some Indiana takes. but This is Indiana. Um, yeah, we do it big. <laughs> which, by the way, the it was a very newsy. Newsy Wednesday. New, been a newsy week. A lot of good news, if you ask me. Yeah. A lot of fun news. Yeah. I'll also have another story. Uh, ran into uh, a UK legend yesterday, kind of. I'll tell you that. Ooh, was it Kate on State? <laughs> don't, don't spoil it. We'll come back. Taking a break. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Let's get Roll the stream Kentucky Roll Call. And what exactly are your demands? We need more lemon pledge. With Walker and Roush. <clears throat> We're not responsible for that. You should just bring it from your own home. No. Got out of town on a boat from the southern islands. Sailing the reach for a Welcome back, Kentucky Welcome Roll back, Call Kentucky here Roll on Big Roll X Sports Roll. Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. Still having issues with the stream. Boo-hoo. Hey, why are NFL teams on having bye weeks in week five? Season just started. It's the way that it has to work. Mm, Unless dumb. you want, like, you know, seven, eight teams not playing a certain week. Mm. Feels feels too early, which I would rather not have that. So I'm I'm okay with this. Spread it out longer, more games happening weekly. Um, that's that's where I think I'm at. What about you all? I'm just disappointed that two of my better fantasy players aren't playing this week. Well, Seahawks, no Kenneth Walker or uh, DK Metcalf. Mm. Man, I'm so glad I didn't do fantasy this year. Well, why don't you tell us more about it? Just happy. Yeah, what I, do you? Yeah, sick brag. Oh, look at me. I'm so cool. I don't have to do fantasy anymore. I just like not having to remember to set up your lineups, you know? You make you make bets every day on your phone. Yeah. But, but I, 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 I mean, it's equally as time consuming. Disagree. I mean, factually true. <laughs> the thing is, is the, the instant uh, return much different. Yeah, but the 
camaraderie with friends throughout a season. Yeah, but I don't like my friends aren't really good with the camaraderie throughout the season. I'd get better friends. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Get I just more need, camaraderie. I just need better friends. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, you can find maybe when you're wearing your cool Shady Ray sunglasses, more people will come up to you and say, whoa, those are cool shades. I'll be your friend. I'll be your cool friend, especially polarized lenses. Cheap price. They know you're smart with money, too, because you're using promo code Big X to get 40% off at checkout. These outstanding sunglasses. I actually had a dream last night that I broke my blue Shady Rays, and I was very worried because they were my the ones I've been wearing on game days. I was very worried. But here's the thing. If you break your Shady Rays, replacement pair, ugh, replacement pair promise, we'll get you, get you new ones. Yeah, they will. It's a great deal. Uh, they want you to just not feel like you, you're missing out if something happens to your Shady Rays. So when you buy, if something happens to them, you can go to their website or your email, your confirmation email on your original purchase. They make it very easy. And you'll just punch in a little code and it'll say, all right, do you want your order resent to you? And you'll say, yeah, that sounds good. That's why I'm doing all this. And bada boom, just a few days later, you get your shades like they're brand new. Don't forget, they've got two stores you can visit in person at Oxmoor Mall and then the Bluegrass Shops out there on 64. So check them out. Check them out today. We love Shady Rays. You will as well. I've got a few other college football storming the opposing team field stories. Okay. 1958. UT Chattanooga, this is from a Reddit thread from nine years ago. The mocks. UT Chattanooga beat Tennessee in Knoxville. Oh, yeah, you got to storm that. Yeah. So yeah. they rushed the field. A melee followed. Some Tennessee Chattanooga fans started to try to tear down the goalpost. That brought more Tennessee fans onto the field. Huge fight took place. Police had to come in with tear gas, paddy wagons, and a fire hose. I don't think UT Chattanooga was successful taking down Tennessee's goalposts. <laughs> but I love I love the enthusiasm. Attempt. If you're a, you, like even back in 1958, UT Chattanooga had to be thinking like, when are we going to beat this team again? Rush that GD field now. Get your asses on that field. And they went and they and they did it. Uh, this isn't as comparable, but in 2007 when Duke beat Northwestern in Evanston, Duke fans in Durham told, tore down the goalposts because Duke fans are just Dorky as all get out. Dorky for decades is what they say in Durham. That's actually their motto. Triple D's. Dorky, Durham, Duke. Why would they? Whatever. Now, this is a funny one. Iowa fans took down the goalposts at Metro Dome when they beat Minnesota in 2012. I don't know if Minnesota was permanently playing in the Metro Dome at that time. Yeah. Uh, that's a little... It's a little odd that they would be playing there because, I mean, I remember when Minnesota had to play, like the Vikings had to play at Minnesota Stadium, and it was cold as all get out, and Blair Walsh missed that kick in the playoffs. Yeah, but that stadium is relatively new. So I don't know the history of Minnesota Gopher football, like where they played regularly or whatnot. I'm shocked you don't. Or they, they, I don't know if they actually took it down or not, but they attempted to. But this person on Reddit says, here I was, as I was searching for the video detailing the two, or detailing that story, I found two Iowa fans got caught having sex in the Metrodome bathroom in 2008. So this is another year, or six years later. So I guess Minnesota did play in the Metrodome a lot. The woman was released to her husband. The man was released to his girlfriend. 
Oh. The commenter whoa. goes on to say, Iowa scored more in the Metrodome concourse that day than they did on the field at TCF Bank the entire year. Or this year. Nine years ago. That'd be pretty awkward. Yikes. Hey, so we do have your husband in custody. We caught him fooling around in a bathroom. We do have your boyfriend in custody. We caught him fooling around with a married woman in the bathroom. I had a buddy get kicked out of the Belk Bowl, uh, L Belk Bowl, way back in the day for a little hanky-panky. Hey, a little hanky-panky in the bathroom. Good for you. The the, the boink levels uh, to, like, have to get going at a stadium. Right. I mean. Not to, like, <laughs> like, couple, like, not to just one leave and be like, let's, you know, if we're at this level of intimacy, let's just get out of here. Who cares about the game? But they wanted to they wanted to go back and see the game, you know? Wanted their cake and eaten it, too. Yeah, I can't blame them. That's awesome. Knowing Scoots, you, the fact you don't have some sort of in-stadium or in-arena story is maybe the biggest upset of all time. I would have to put my thinking cap on, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm clean in that regard. Scoots has so many sexcapades, he's just got to remember <laughs> them all. Now, you want to switch the conversation to Walmart parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't doubt if Roush had a story or two, but I think he may be not allowed allowed to say. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm I'm attending these games, most sporting events. All the more reason. I don't know how journalists are. (laughs) (laughs) It's incestuous. Yeah. Uh, if you've got any, feel free to text them on into the Thornton's text line. Roush, you're right, though. It was a busy Wednesday from a news standpoint. A lot of things happening. Uh, stream is up. We're good. Wow. Stream is back. We're back. We are all the way uh, back. Should we redo the the, the no, sex no. story part for the, just, for the new streamers? Let's just start the whole show over. If you didn't, it really has been kind of a fun first 35 minutes. So if you're just now tuning in, go check out the podcast. Maybe a good reason to download it, leave us a rating and review. Why not? All right, Roush, sorry. The news. Uh, the news. The biggest news of the day. Uh, it's debatable. Because um, we did we did talk about Big Z in... Well, how, how about we just do that first? Okay. Because we mentioned it yesterday um, that he is... That it was rumblings at the time, but like UK confirmed that he has officially been admitted into the university. He has to pass the NCAA clearinghouse, which... Yes. Which, uh, there aren't expected to be significant hiccups there. Like it's 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 supposed to be just a procedural thing. Get his visa, and uh, I believe it was Jonathan G. Yavani, uh believes he could be in Lexington in time for their pro day, October 11th. Oh, so he'd be there, at Big Blue Madness. Yes. Okay. So cool. we could have Big Z here within a week. TJ, I know that you were so you were happy, but also sad that you no longer have to wear your free Big Z shirt. Yeah, I can put the free Big Z shirt away. Uh, no, this is this seemed like I'm glad. It seems like it's been such a long process now at this point, but I feel like our initial take, Roush, of common sense, he's going to be on UK's roster this year. It just doesn't. I get it. There may be hiccups, things that people have to work around, tough conversations. But at the end of the day, UK's really not going to admit a basketball talent that can help because one English test wasn't where it needed to be or whatever all the reasoning and rationale was. No, it just doesn't check out. It wasn't going to fly. Common sense prevailed, and it wouldn't be drama. with It wouldn't be UK athletics without drama, I should say. But all is well that ends well. Let's hope that the NCAA clears him. 
Ben Roberts wasn't concerned about it, but he's saying, you know, you still need to go through that sort of stuff. Right, right. Uh, but I do think it's realistic that, like, don't have expectations of this dude making a big impact in November. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Again, I don't think it needs to be like a shade and sharp situation where it's like, he doesn't even know what a basketball is. He's never even seen one before. Like, you can put him out there and try. I'd do it. You're going to get some garbage games in November. Probably a good opportunity for him to get his feet wet and see what he can do. But if you think he's going to go bang with Hunter Dickinson in the Champions Classic in November, ain't happening. If you think he's going to make a big impact in some of these big early season games, I just don't envision that happening. Now, what if Ugana and Bradshaw are both hurt? Well, you're going to have mm-hmm. to have somebody. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's where he'll, it's just out of a necessity. He's got to be out there on the floor. But he is really late to the game. Need to make that pretty abundantly clear. I, you know, it may not even be until like January or February till you see him start to kind of hit his stride. I do think he's going to be a like, you know, I don't know what your definition of important is, but he's going to be a meaningful player for UK this season. Like, not just from a he's going to eat up some fouls sort of situation. He's going to, I think, be able to stretch the floor, knock down shots. I think he's going to be a good shot blocker. I think he plays with a lot of emotion, which I. Uh, I know a lot of UK fans like players that kind of wear their heart on their sleeve. He'll, you'll see plenty of that from him. I just don't know how good it's going to be. Like, I just don't know how polished of a product he's going to look in his maybe one and only season at Kentucky. But good news, we don't have to like worry. We don't have to worry about what ifs. Yeah. Or there doesn't need to be a time where if Bradshaw gets hurt again or you got to gets in foul trouble and we say, oh, we wish so badly we had this dude on the roster. You're going to get him on the roster. Almost certainly should get cleared by the NCAA. And all the, all that's good news. So happy it's happened. Just don't be expecting him game one to go out and be one of UK's better players. I don't expect that to be the case. He is behind. So there's my, there's my big Z thoughts. Glad it's all kind of unfolded the He's way that free. it has. Kentucky's got another seven-footer. I swear, if John Calipari ever wanted to write like a tell-all book about his time at UK, this could be a chapter among, you know, mm-hmm. probably like a George R. R. Martin-like novel. There's been so many different like behind-the-scenes stories Ooh. I'd be interested to hear. If we had a map, like the Game of Thrones map at the <laughs> beginning, what would it look like? Would we have garbage cans rolling to the side of the road? Yeah. Um, a little Vespa going around town. Ooh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. We'd have the Terrence Jones uh, car wreck. Yeah. What, uh, he wouldn't be there, though. Just his car. Nerlens Noel dunking on Stone Cold Willow at the Blue Courts and nearly falling down and catastrophically severing an injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd have another car of a maybe a Juco player on that first year John Calipari team. Car's fine. Everybody's fine. There's just, like, smoke coming out of all the windows. Oh, yeah. Nope, nope. Um, ooh. That would be on the map. Just Deron Lamb. A mattress. N- a mattress. Yeah. But he's not asleep on it. Right. Because team no sleep. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, I can make a joke, but I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, then just, if you, if that's the preface, then, then don't. Yeah, it'd be a good joke, but I'm not going to. Well, I mean, I'll tell keep, you in the if break. You, if, you te- if you keep teasing it, no, it's a big deal. Uh, but again, there wouldn't obviously the shade and sharp would be uh, that. That's a prominent story. There's just been so many stories you'd love to hear John Calipari just be totally honest on 
And this is another one. Like, did you did you have to talk to admissions? Did you have any conversations with Eli Capilouto about this? Uh, my guess is probably yes, weirdly enough. But no, I'm happy about that. That's good. And now you get Big Z. Maybe he'll turn into a UK legend, which I saw one yesterday, Roush. Oh, oh, oh. Was it um, another Wukash Orbzut sighting? Are you all BFFs yeah. now? I, mean, I keep running into the stars, although I, I, I sought out this one. Uh, this was me seeking. Uh, I was having lunch. Well, did an appraisal. Nice thing about sometimes doing appraisals about town, you get like some different lunch spots. Yeah. So I'm stopping at this spot for lunch, get back in the car after lunch, and here I, I listen to Dan Issel and Louis Rebeau from time to time. They're not on our station, but they're good folks. Um, and I tune in from, you know, they'll talk UK news every now and then. And they're, they're, we're live from literally the place right next to where I was having lunch. I was like, oh, man, I've never go. met Dan Issel. I got to go say hey to Dan. Wow, that was going to be my guess, too. I wish I'd have said it. So I went I went next door, and I, I had another appointment, so I didn't really have much time to begin with. And I was pretty, I was like, oh, this, maybe, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't do this. But went next door, didn't get to say hey to him. Oh. Yeah. They were on air. They, like, weren't at you a break. You didn't want to talk to and anybody while they were on air? I wasn't going to go, yeah. Which Roush is laughing when he does that because so many times we'll be on air and people will come up and be like, "Hey, how are you? It's good to see you." And it's like, "Yeah, we're doing radio." Yeah. They do that. Right they do that for me too when I'm doing play by play. They, for whatever reason, I've got the headset on. They think I'm the one calling the names on the PA system, so they'll come up to the window where I'm broadcasting, like, "Hey, hey, hey!" Like I'm on air. I can't talk to you right now. Yeah, happens no, all the time. It, it it is a common occurrence. So I definitely wasn't going to be that guy, but I was kind of like I, you know. I was hoping they were going to go on a break. Dan Issel, who I think is just absolutely hilarious. Like, he's a funny, funny person. He is, yeah. He was kind of rolling, so I definitely wasn't going to interrupt him. But I like I listened for maybe about two or three minutes, and I was like, all right, they're not going to a break, and I need to go, and I don't want to just linger here. So I waved, said, hey, sent Louie a DM, and just said, hey, that was me, by the way. I had to run, wanted to meet you all, but maybe another time. Uh, and Dan also lives out of town, so, like, you know, he's not in town all that often, but... Yeah, didn't didn't uh, didn't get to actually like introduce myself to them, but yeah, you can have that. Woo, DeAndre Liggins acknowledged my existence. Mm. Everything's kind of coming up, TJ Scoots. I oh, have yeah. uh, I've shaken Dan Issel's hand. Wow. Yeah, I, I met him at Derby this past year, and I swear when we shook hands, his fingers touched on the other side of my hand. His hand was absolutely massive. <laughs> and then we had another situation because they were set up behind us in the grandstands, so I'm facing up looking up the stairs and and Dan's walking down and he does one of those things where he hits me on the back his hand took up half my back it was he's an impressive so it sounds like you and Dan are boys me me and Dan are yeah we we talked a lot that on this last derby oh cool yeah. cool and my dad he's I was telling guy. my dad about that story and he was like well you know I used to go to his house frequently and I was like my, my dad has the wildest stories I was like why my dad had, I think it for a time worked for Jay Bruce Miller Roush and he was, I think, Dan Issel's manager. So he'd have to go pick up signed basketballs, ABA signed basketballs from Dan Issel's house and go take them to like shops or wherever he'd go and, and take them. Uh, but no, so that, that one didn't work out for me, but that's okay. Um, Seek him out again, though, TJ. He's, he's an awesome guy. He seems like it on the radio, uh, but yeah, he, he's, he's pretty funny. He's not as high on the cats this year, football or, or basketball, as I think most are, but that's okay. 
He's entitled to his opinion. Now looking at the complete roster for UK, now that you know that Big Z is going to be in the fold again, still does need to get cleared by the NCAA, but you'd expect that to probably be the case. Bring it on. You see Andy Katz ranked Trey Mitchell as one of the top small forwards in college basketball. That's a high praise that would have UK fans pulling out their hair to no end. More likely to be UK's five than he is to be UK's three. Nick Roush, your thoughts? Uh, oh, wow, the car is shaking. I was a little distracted. There was a car parked right over TJ's shoulder, and we were I just talking about I think we need to get your computer away from you. Close I the window. Shut the blinds the and, like, focus. You're doing radio. Radio two hours. <laughs> no, I, I, was, radio I, was, I was getting ready to talk about it, but it was, I mean, it was shaking like Vice City. Like, I mean, that's, that's what I was like. Well, whoa, what are we doing here? Get into the... Man, that was wild they put that in a video game. That you could, <laughs> it was very wild. <laughs> very wild. Um, <laughs> it, do people in college basketball media care? Like, do they like? Do they pay no. attention? No. I mean, what's the word I, people use? Grift. Seems like it's a grift for all of them. Like, how much can we get away with with how little we actually know and make money off this? Because and the, I like Andy Katz, but that's 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 bad. But like the sport they started covering in the '90s is a shell of what it was. It, like, just it's how the much sport it, is a shell of what it was. Yeah, like or? it just it just doesn't matter. And I wonder if that's a reflection of what they're doing or. Like, like, if they cared more, would others care more? Or is it a reflection of the audience shrinking Yeah, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Like, at college basketball, from a rating standpoint, is the most popular it's ever been. I oh, mean, it matters less now than ever before. I don't even know what you mean by that. Like, like that, it, I, I think I wholeheartedly disagree. You're getting players staying longer. People are getting more accustomed to players and teams. And attendances are getting back up for a lot of places. Compared to the 90s? Well, I don't know comparatively to I'm, the nineties, but I'm the ratings are to... the ratings are better than they were in the nineties. The Big East is as good as it's ever been. Yeah, I Did just, Rick just I, back I, there? I think college basketball is now like the if you, if you go NFL, college football, probably NBA. I mean, the I'm talking about college basketball regular season. Probably college basketball All third. Right. March Madness is like the biggest event in sports, but like. How many people are watching ESPN games on a Monday night now? You know? I think that's been the case for college basketball always. But you, have, I think, you, have, I think, you have casuals that like, jump in in March, and then everybody else watches everything else during the season. But Big Monday with the Big East, uh, Super Tuesday, and CBS Saturday games, I think those had a little bit more pop back in the day. Maybe I'm just romanticizing it. Um, but yeah, I just... I, I my, my overall point was like when you have the talking heads now, it just... A lot of them, I feel like I could just see th right through all of their BS. And so, back in the day, when you had, um, you know, like Dick Vitale put his like heart and soul into the sport in the '90s when he was covering it, you know, Jim Valvano. Um, I'm trying to think of some other old heads that might have been around talking about it then. Maybe I'm just uh, over romanticizing being a kid and looking up to uh, the people that were talking on my TV. And now I'm just older and I can see through their stuff. But it is kind of sad what. Like, a a Andy Katz, like, really, you didn't uh, – I know there's a lot of teams to keep up with, but Trey Mitchell was Kentucky starting five. For now. And he should just be a four. Like, I think every but team I would just, just view him as a four. Not a three. Your overall sentiment, yeah, I think a lot of times when people say, like, well, back in the day, it's misguided to a certain extent. Um, I do think being a kid, it changes your perception of sports entirely on, on so many different fronts. But I, that's not to say that I don't think there's – an I do think there's an issue with college basketball media. It's just the dorkiest bunch of media members and 
all of professional like they make professional MLB journalists look cool somehow, which is a near impossible thing to do yeah, if anybody keeps up with the media stuff. There's just there like we're running out of of the good ones in college basketball, which is a little disappointing. Who would even and maybe be, that's like, probably I, just I, a personal I, thing for you. It's like you know that there's just so many people with slants in college basketball media that you're tuning out more than you ever have. Yeah. But it, I don't think it's a perception of everybody. I think more people are just kind of catching on that these people sadly don't know like much. Is is the person who's best at what they're doing John Rothstein? Because he is he like the only one that really cares? I think that's the sad thing is I think a lot of people do care. Like I do think you can even make a case that college basketball media from a number standpoint is better than it has been. Like you have more people covering the sport. Unfortunately, it's just people that pick their favorite teams, write about them, ignore other stuff going on elsewhere, and then you know try to hammer down the teams they don't like. I mean, you had Jeff Goodman on a on a Twitter space saying, "Yeah, I, John Calipari and I we we don't get along." Um, he tried to get me fired, is the way that Jeff Goodman tells it. So we expect you to be partial no, when writing about right. somebody that tried to get you fired the way you tell it? Like, you're telling on yourself here a little bit. At the end of the day, though, I think people know all this stuff. Like, I don't think it's a surprise to people anymore. Andy Katz does a good job. He's passionate about basketball. But I think you're also just, it's hard to keep up with 350 teams. Can can we get Andy Katz back on ESPN? Can we get somebody besides Jimmy Dykes? I. Maybe that. Maybe I've got some Jimmy Dykes fatigue. Again, you do have people like Jimmy Dykes. I would think is passionate about basketball, but yeah, yeah, I, it, it can get it can get a little draining from time to time. That's why I don't really get caught up in the commentators or the broadcast. Although Jimmy Dykes does push my buttons, but when you're just trying to read a good old fashioned college basketball article, and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that person hates Calipari. <laughs> oh, this person is just a huge J. Uh, Bill Wright. Bill Wright. Bill Self. I was gonna get there. Just give me time. Bill Self butt slapper. Like, I got to take that in consideration when reading this article. That can get draining. But it is what it is. Life goes on. We all live. Remember to pop in at Thornton's. We're going to read a Thornton's. Uh, did you all finish the text line? Free coffee Thursday. Yeah, we did finish the text line yesterday. Nice. Free coffee Thursday today. So, download the Refreshing Rewards app. Upload it to your... Just hit the, hit the add button. Boom. Free coffee on Thornton's. Uh, the first texter says, Roush looked great in a dress. If it ever falls apart with Brooke, give me a shout. <laughs> Will do. You did look great in that dress. Thank you. Thank you. Rutherford gave you a huge shout out saying like that was a cool thing to do. You like, you know, took probably took some guts to do that and you pulled it off well. I've always said that if um if you ever find me wearing a dress, it's it's a good day. <laughs> I've had a couple of those days. They're always a and that's always what, a party. That's how Trevor followed it up. He was like, Roush and his friends, they love wearing dresses. They <laughs> wear women's dresses all the time. So once again, Trevor just lying on radio. Yeah, it was without, like one other time <laughs> without re, without repercussion. But uh, yeah, no, good prank, good prank. Trevor dropped off a gift for Lucy yesterday. Lucy had what a great guy. birthday, wow. everybody. Uh, another little horse because because uh, she got a little attached to little Howard. Ah. Uh, so that was nice of Trevor. Hour one done. We're gonna hit up hour number two after this. Corey Price trivia coming down the pipe. We need to talk UK versus Georgia football. I've got a take oh, on it, by the way. And uh, a huge commitment. Huge commitment as well. Big day for UK football. Literally. This is KRC on the Big X. We'll be back after this.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Where'd you go, Scoots? I'm here. You you gotta you gotta hop in the new meet. I sent you the the code. Underwear. <laughs> said underwear. Who said underwear? Ah, you did. <laughs> you well, know, don't you think during like the break that would have been maybe a good thing to come in here and chat about that? Uh, yeah, maybe. I just assumed. No. I just assumed you knew from the good old days. No, I mean this is. We never had a passcode in the good old. This is totally different. Since when we have never, we? Since when have we been good at communication here at the Big X? Scoot, suck it. <laughs> Yo, it's so funny. Not, yeah, I will not, say not talking. Or, uh, typing in that nine-digit thing is annoying, and we messed. I mean, it up I have yesterday. no idea how to get there. So no, you just you just go to the Google Meet and it has a passcode on uh, the Google Meet. Like it'll have like a just hit join join, join meeting, and then you just type There's in the start numbers. a chat, browse spaces, start it. New chat, create a space. Where I don't know where you're at. I'll come over there. Okay, here there is. It's uh, on a whole. It's a different browser. Yep. Well, well, all right, Scooch. Oh. <laughs> you need my assistance. No, no, he just needs the numbers. Oh, okay. I texted yeah. it to him. Again, How, uh, not, Scoots, not like Roush, not on my phone <laughs> during the entire radio show. You were on your uh, laptop though. Um. Yeah, because we get text messages on the laptop. Yeah. You would have got the text message, right, from Scoots? No, we discussed that the other day. Remember, he doesn't have that set up anymore. Uh, he, he took that setting off. All right, well, uh, while you're setting that up, let me set up the scene and tell you that uh, Brian Robinson, he did not have any issue coming in Kentucky. He uh, took a little bit longer. He got a little choked up. He did get a little choked up. Uh, all right, see, he's so an emotional see, kid. Scoots. Very excited to announce his commitment. Uh, number 131st player in the country. Just the third ever top 150 defensive player to commit to the Cats in the Mark Stoops era. That boy's good. Ninth-ranked edge overall. A talented player. One who really likes his breakfast foods. And Cats are rocking and rolling. Unlike us, we're not rocking and rolling. Um, I, I, no, Scoots is just standing over our shoulder and mouthing cuss words. Yep. It'd be really funny un- if you would have said one. Unbelievable. <laughs> Would have been really funny if he said one. And then he couldn't hit the dump button, which I don't even think we have a dump button right now. And I'm I'm feeling uh, like just cursing, <laughs> you know, just, just be just for for the fun of it. You know, we like if you're ever sick of doing radio, really just takes one word to be done with it. Forever. <laughs> Ask uh, Tom Brenneman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wasn't he calling games in another country? Yeah, he was doing the Brockmeyer thing. Uh, he was drinking? Did you ever watch that show, by the way? Nah, just like I've seen clips of it. It looks hilarious. I've always said I'm going to watch it, but. It's one of those uh, good premise shows that, like, you can't really do a whole lot with, though, after yeah. a season. Once you kind of yeah. have the laughs, you can't replicate them. Right. Yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, that guy's talented. Forget his name. But, yeah, Brian Robinson, TJ, big win. Uh, Vince Marrow. There's times where you kind of look around and you're like, man, Vince, what's he What's he up to? Like, I, I, where, where's all these big guys? He's getting paid a million dollars. He's going to be getting some big guys. Oh, he's got some big dogs in this class. Brian Robinson, Teron Nichols, a couple of 
top 10 players from the state of Ohio in this recruiting class. Uh, then Gerard and Jacob Smith, he flips. Uh, Rico Scott, Alabama commit. He was at the game with all of those guys who are already committed. That's Ooh. a good sign for the future, right? That he can be able to flip this four-star Alabama wide receiver commit. So Vince Merrow is in his bag in this recruitment. Uh, Michigan and Penn State were involved early. You thought Ohio State might uh, get in the mix as well when he transferred and moved to Columbus. Um, but throughout this entire process, that, that's kind of what uh, he mentioned in that uh, article with Chad Simmons, is that the consistency was there. Throughout the ups and downs, when he was ranked high, when he was ranked low, when he was going through his transfer from uh, Youngstown to Columbus, like Kentucky was, they, they, they were steady eddies throughout the process. And the other part I like too is he was like, Coach White didn't really recruit me. He just coached me the whole way. And I, I like that. I, I, want it, I want the coaching. Let me take it all. That's good to hear. Is it true that Steve Klinkscale cried once he found out? Klink wept. Shortest (laughs) verse. Shortest verse in recruiting. Yeah, yeah. Klink wept. Um, Uh, One time, gosh, you still see his name everywhere, though. I wonder if UK could ever bring him on back. But here's the, the, the good thing. I mean, obviously, getting good recruits, always good. Good thing. There it is, yeah. But but here... Michigan kind of and Clint kind of had their way with a bunch of UK guys last cycle. I mean, it was like eight, nine guys. It was a lot. It felt like every time Kentucky had a shot with somebody, it was like, well, Michigan's involved, and they end up getting them. Now, some Kentucky was in on more than others, uh, obviously, and it was kind of Michigan the whole way for some. But for Vince to, to strike back, significant for a team that's is back-to-back Big Ten titles in college football playoff. It's significant. And I know and, there's some people out there who go, oh, well, they backed off him and blah, blah. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, they were actively recruiting this guy and the Smith Twins for a very long time. Did they back off of him? Is that true? Well, why? you know, Clink is from Youngstown. Yeah, and, and essentially what think happened. you want a Youngstown guy for being from Youngstown. There was some drama with B-Rob with how he left his old high school. And there was some guy on our board from Youngstown that, certainly didn't like the drama. And I, and I think some schools kind of backed away. But they also saw the writing on the wall. I mean, Kentucky was... Uh, I think Kentucky was the leader for, you know, 85% of this recruitment. Um, so when he kept showing up in Lexington, I think a lot of them were just like, all right, we're not going to... Writing's on the wall. Vince got this one done. And I don't know how especially with all these front seven guys, TJ, because if you look at this class, they're ranked 24th nationally. A lot of talented guys in the front seven. Those positions are typically the most difficult to play early, but they got so many guys that that, that are so talented. You you think they're going to try to find a way to get them on the field somehow early on. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by what Brian Robinson's going to do at the University of Kentucky because he's big now. Puts on even more size. Maybe he's just a five-technique defensive end. Uh, it was fun to see. I saw a stat, TJ, that the pressure rate, Kentucky had a 56.8% pressure rate on Florida. What exactly is pressure rate? I'm not going to be able to explain the stat to you right now, but it it was the highest pressure rate Florida's had on one of their quarterbacks since 2018. So it's fun to watch a Kentucky defense that really gets after it, and you're seeing the defense's success reflected by their recruiting, and it's good to know that that's going to be continued success by the by, by the guys they're bringing in in this 2024 group. Roush, can you tell us a little bit more about pressure rate? 
I don't really understand. I also am curious about the pressure rate. It's when you rate the pressure. You take the gauge at, you put it on your tires, boom, pressure rate, PSI. By the way, this it says the camera is like having issues on my end. Yeah, oh, I saw no. that. Did you see it on your screen yeah, when it was, was happening? The, I was in the Matrix. Then. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't... It's all good. We don't need to see each other for hours. Yeah, two. it says camera failed. Again, Just hour one. Oh, well, no, no, I mean, it helps when we're going to have Corey Price on to see you kind of... Do the oh, thumbs up or thumbs down. You'd think he'd do the thumbs up. Or he does like we, a tongue we, thing. We, uh, did the, we did the thumbs up and down yesterday. Yeah, it's kind of fun, but I also didn't like... I hate being too bit tall for a camera. Like, you couldn't... It was like you saw the bottom of my face. So well, I was like all hunched over. It was... Side. On Mike Rutherford setting, no offense to Mike Rutherford. I, I, I also I adjusted it up. Like I moved. Ah, think about that. Oh, maybe that's the set maybe, the matrix off. Though. Maybe that's what broke it. But that was earlier. It was working for an hour before it started acting all. Maybe, all weird. See, maybe the stream. We're just so used to working. everything just working so great at the old studio. Just right, coming right. here yeah. with all the duct tape. It's been quite the adjustment. I, I will. It it feels it's still brush, and I hate that like. I hate it and I love it. I hate that you still get this feeling of it being somewhat surreal when it's like, man, UK football, a real player right now. UK football in the future. No reason it's not going to continue to be a real player. We know the recipe, the blueprint for success. You got to win in the trenches. UK just keeps getting all these unbelievable defensive players. That's going to give you a puncher's chance. And then it's not like they're really dropping the ball offensively either. I want them to get back to just recruiting dominant offensive lines, but yeah. heading hopefully in that direction to be able to do so. Uh, so it's nice. Now, again, at some point, we're probably going to like, I, I don't know how in five years, 10 years, what we're going to look at all this, but the bar has been raised so much that this is now the expectation that UK should have a nasty defense every year. Yeah. And not that I take it for granted, but and the future does continue to look bright, but with the exceeded expectations, Mark Stoops is making his job a little bit tougher. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you're if you have million dollar coordinators at three of them, like, yes, you should have high, high expectations. And I know and when that you're the top ten highest paid coach in football, you should have high expectations. Yeah. yeah. So while it's cool, and this still it, it still has a new program smell to it, but but you you feel those expectations raised though, don't you? Anything less than eight and four would be disappointment this year. I agree with that. I yeah, no, and, and, I, I I totally agree with that. Yeah. Like and, the, and, it already has been raised. We're already doing it. It's mm -hmm. just still sometimes when you take a step back, it's like this is sweet. But yeah, you're right, Roush. It should be like this. I got it, it's uh, not like UK's just kind of lucked into this where we're standing around like, wow, can't believe we got let in here. But like I, I think Kentucky has maybe the best defense in the SEC. Probably is it I mean it's one or two. Yeah, it's you know? definitely in the conversation. Right. So like Yes, you you should expect that. Um, I saw that there. SEC Mike shared a stat with me that um, I want to say that Kentucky is ranked first or second in offensive and defensive efficiency in the SEC, and is averaging more. Uh, some of their their uh, points per play is great too. Like the formula for winning a ton of games in college football, Kentucky's doing that right now. Can they do it against the Dogs on Saturday? We'll have to wait and see. Well, we won't have to wait long. Corey Price is going to give us that answer right now. Corey Price, will UK beat the dogs on Saturday? Love it. Love it. All right, we put you on the spot there. You weren't expecting that. 
but you were expecting to do some trivia because it's Thursday. We've got Corey Price on. He is, works with the UK Sports Network. He is the football statistician and game day staff for UK Athletics PR and Communications. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Corey P. Zero eight, one of my favorite Twitter accounts out there. I love the way you say statistician. 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 Stat- yeah, I, just, I like statistician. That's better than statistician. Because oh, that added, a out of it. that extra, it's like superstitious. It's like the, you're adding some yeah, stitches. But yeah. statistician, it means Corey. Corey ain't wasting like no a, time. It's like a magician, but a statistician. Yeah. And you are magic with numbers, Corey Price, and trivia. I must have missed it. Uh, Nick, Nick was in a dress or something. Yeah, yeah. Scoots, what the heck was going on? First time, everything he sounded great. Second time, he sounded like a cyborg. So, if I don't have a certain program on over here, it will not record Corey onto the podcast. So, when Corey's talking, I have to mute you all, and we shouldn't get that feedback. I hear you. Okay. All right. Loud and clear. We're we're still learning as we go. I was in a dress. It was a prank played on uh, my friend's wedding. He did the first look, and I was was standing there in a beautiful white white dress. Thought it was going to be his lady. That's cool. Corey, you've been watching the the Halloween movies. Let's. uh, Which one has probably what's what's been your favorite so far? I'll give the list here. Uh, based on what you've tweeted. You've watched Dracula. You right. have tweeted out a bunch of birthday pictures. You watched Phantom of the Opera. I uh, don't like that. Right. You watched Nosferatu. Is that correct? <laughs> it's close, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and then, let's see. What was the... Oh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Another great one. Uh, yep. All right. What's been your favorite so far? Uh, probably Dracula. Okay. Have you read the Dracula book? I'm not much of a book guy. No. I have not read it either, but I do have it. I'm a big like, uh, books that I'm saying I'm going to read. I've not read it. I'm a big Mary Shelley fan too. There's a yeah. Why are you laughing? What? I don't. What are you? What? What? What are you laughing about? Bram Stoker. It's very big. I've seen the Dracula book. It's like. It's big as your face. It makes George R. R. Martin look like he's got brevity. Well, so if you're making a Frankenstein joke. We're, right we're, we're just, this is derailed. Uh, Corey, stump us with some trivia. Okay. So, uh, of course, we're playing Georgia this week, which is number one in the AP poll. So I got a bunch of questions about uh, AP poll top rankings. Uh, Kentucky is one of 11 current SEC schools. That's defeated in an AP poll number one ranked team at least once in the history. Meaning the three current SEC schools that has never defeated an AP poll number one ranked team. Bandy, Arkansas. Ooh, what about A and M? A and M definitely has. Some. I, I was going to try to A and M beat Alabama three years ago. Um, yeah. And they would have you got to think about teams that wouldn't have a ton of opportunities. Although I remember South Carolina beating Alabama in 2010 with Garcia, uh, Mississippi State when they rose to number one, when they had to have probably beaten a number one. Um, Tennessee beat Bama last year. I don't man, this is this is harder than I thought it would be. But uh, Vandy, Mississippi State, South Carolina, 
Yeah, I remember them beating Bama though. They, it's like Stephen Garcia's best game. He he basically was lives Alabama off of that number one, one though. Yeah, yeah, they were. Um, so I, I'm going to say those two. Auburn's definitely beaten Bama when they were number one. I'll put in Missouri. Oh, Missouri. Yeah, there you go. There's our answer, Corey. Well, you all got two of the three. Missouri and Vandy is right, and uh, Ole Miss is actually the third one. He used to have uh, – felt like they had Saban's number there for a while. Hugh Freeze had a couple upsets of them. I guess they were never number one then. Huh, the more you know. How many are there? Three? There's three. Alabama? Especially because they you, you figure they play I mean, number one like, teams. Yeah, Alabama, Georgia, LSU? No. Unless I'm missing part of like the question. Yeah, we, we might be a little distracted. Is it those three? Alabama uh, is correct. They have ten wins all time. Then second is Auburn with five. Hmm. And Arkansas is third with four. Oh, Arkansas. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I guess Auburn kind of makes sense. You're playing Alabama every year. You're going to get a shot at them. And, and then the rivalry. The rest, Georgia. Yeah. Happens, great, yeah, great point. Yeah, probably should have maybe considered Auburn there. Arkansas is a bit of a surprise, but I think people would probably say UK is a bit of a surprise too. So Yeah, Arkansas um, is crazy. So the, the year that LSU, uh, in 2007, I forgot that their other loss in the regular season was a triple overtime thriller. And that one was actually at home, 50-48 to 48 to Arkansas. So, yeah, the BCS, amid the chaos, got it right, putting a team that fell in two triple overtime games. Um, so, yeah, okay. I like that one, Corey. Yeah, but, I've enjoyed all these. We haven't nailed one yet, but I think we're getting close. Yeah, yeah, we're sniffing around. And, Corey, what do, what do we sound like to you? Do we sound good, do, or do we sound like robots? Uh, it's a little muffled, but we're, we're getting through it. Yeah, we'll get through it. I've got a good feel for this. I mean, I would initially go to Florida, but Florida wasn't number one in 07. No, I'm thinking Florida in like the 90s. Yeah, okay, that's fine. It would be... You like Tennessee in the 90s potentially uh, too? Yeah, that's where it's tough. Because I would think it would be one of those two teams, right? I would be shocked if it wasn't one of those two teams. The only question is, is just uh, which one do we go with? Oh, man. Because I I, I think it is in that, that 90s range. I lean towards Florida... Not because I think that it's the, necessarily the right answer. I just think we have a better chance of it being the right answer. Yeah. Tennessee was really good, but were but they I number one good for three straight yeah, years? Yeah, no, they weren't. Maybe yeah, one they, with, they, Man, they, with Manning and then with T. Martin, potentially. Yeah, but I think that was just back-to-back years. Though. And then even then, that's, what, 98, 99, that that's the end of that, and we're getting an additional probably decade of Florida. All right, we're going Florida. Uh, do we have any guests for the years? Like what three years? It would probably be ninety five through ninety seven. Oh, so 
actually Tennessee. Or, or maybe even 96 through 98, and then Florida ended up losing later in the season to Tennessee, and they became number one. Corey, what is it? It is Florida, 1996 and 1997. There you go. We did it. We did it. Woo-hoo. <laughs> oh, All right. We got one. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? All right. So, UK will be playing in an AP poll number one ranked team for the fourth consecutive season, which is also a new school record. Can you name the only other two times the UK faced an AP poll number one ranked team in three consecutive seasons? I think it's the streak we just mentioned, right? Because then Tennessee would have been number one the following year. I agree, yeah. That's our answer, Corey. Yeah. That, that's that, that's one of the two, yes. So, 96 is Florida, 97 is Florida, 98 Tennessee. And it happened one other time prior to that. Um. All right, he said prior. Oh, man. But figuring out who number one teams... This is this is where we get into the we don't know the RSC football history well. Yeah. Because mine kind of starts right in this ballpark. Uh, Even Georgia was really good in the eighties. Yeah, I could see that uh, because Johnny Majors had Tennessee um, rocking and rolling in the late eighties too, like eighty eight. So I'm gonna say, yeah, let's do late eighties. Probably like 87 through 89 with like a Tennessee-Georgia combo. Because Vince Dooley in 88, they won it all. And I want to say that Johnny Majors in 86 or something. So we'll, we'll, we'll go that late 80s there. Is that a good enough time frame for you, Corey? Uh, it's close. It's actually 1958 to 1960 when they played Auburn, LSU, and Ole Miss. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right, Corey, this audio is terrible. We don't know what the heck's going on. We do apologize. We'll get you on back next Thursday, and it will be better. Fingers or else crossed. we're going to beat Scoots with a pillowcase full of bars of soap. It's true. We will. Corey, we apologize. Thank you for your trivia. Have a great week. We look forward to seeing more of your movies and all your fun stuff on Twitter over the weekend for the Cats in Georgia. Be well, buddy. Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Hate that for Corey Price. Corey Price works his butt off to bring us trivia every single Thursday. And we can't have him not sounding just absolutely horrible. No, no, I agree. I mean, that's like I said, I was controlling everything on my end. We we're having a major issue with the phone lines here. It feels like everything at this new studio is good to go, with the exception of the phone line. It's getting so frustrating. But like, why would the phone lines work one week and then a week later not work? So they were, they did work. They did some work on them yesterday to try to get them up to par. Um, but basically, like I was telling you all, if I don't have a certain button pushed over here, his audio wouldn't be on the podcast. So when you first initially heard him and it was really good, that's because I didn't have that pushed. So I, I wanted to, I'd rather have the audio for the podcast than. But, okay. I mean, it's not good radio to like chat about this, but why yeah. would that ever be a thing in the world yeah. where something wouldn't record automatically to the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> great question. Why, why would it work? <laughs> A week ago, just fine, recording to the podcast, but... At this point, I have more questions than answers here. That seems like everybody's got a few more questions than answers. But we're just trying to do radio, though. So, you know, no big deal, I guess, if we just lose listeners elsewhere because our quality is so terrible. You know, big whoop, right? 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. Text on in. We'll read it on air. Audio quality will be fine. Luckily, the stream has been working the entire show around, so we've been at least good on that end. Our pets' heads are falling off. 
Uh, I had a, I had a, oh yeah, I had my take. First off, folks, this one almost just seems too good to be true. Roush, I can't even envision a scenario UK Georgia total gets over 48 points. Uh, Isn't that under the lock of all locks? Lachlan McLean? I agree with you, but Brad White would disagree. He's like, Georgia, rattle off the stats. They're top 10 in scoring offense. I mean, it and could he has be. all those raw stats, but they were mostly against bad teams because they're averaging 39 points a game, um, 500 yards a game, too. So, from a raw stat perspective, yes, but I'm I'm with you. I don't think Georgia can score over 30. I, I and like the, the team total is, for them is 31 and a half, and I just don't see a scenario. I mean, it, it would, unless, you know, Kentucky just gives them points, right? Like, you know, that that that's the one where it, things get hairy and they get over. Is Kentucky makes mistakes, Devin Leary turns the ball over, and you get defensive touchdowns. So I can see both teams. That, that That's really the, there's the your Adam, There's your path. Is like both teams score a defensive touchdown, which I, I can see that happening. Georgia but, put up 24 on South Carolina. They put up 27 on Auburn. Really, for this this over for this under not to hit, somebody's going to have to score over thirty almost definitively, and I, I don't see that happening. I mean, theoretically, you could get like twenty four twenty four, you know, or twenty seven twenty four, but unless it's like a really really close game, somebody's most likely going to have to score over thirty. If Georgia couldn't score over thirty on Auburn or South Carolina, I don't think they're going to be able to do it on Kentucky. Well, I like helping our listeners with gambling. I looked at that, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I, I need to bet this. So I, I've gone heavy on it. Oh. I've gone heavy on it. I've got another take on it as well. I, I think just the spread, though, is just as Yeah, I, because I you don't. Because you get the hook, too. I don't feel as good about this. They spread. haven't covered all year. But let's talk about the, Let's take a break and tease it. Talk okay. about it. So I think you and I may may disagree about the value play of the spread. But I, I feel great about the under. We'll continue this gambling conversation and the Thornton's text line with one final segment of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Justin Kalen, Nick Roush, I'm TJ Wall. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, I felt like I was drunk. City lights day out before us, and your arms don't like wrapped around my shoulder. And I, I Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. It's been quite the show today. Corey Price, he says he's had enough, everybody. No, not really, but he did offer, like, in the future, he may be able to come in studio and do this, which that'd be a good time. That could probably work. You think that would be a good way to make to make sure we can hear them? <laughs> Scoots, are we going to get all this stuff ever figured out? Uh, I mean, I I like to think so. Yeah, but I mean, I'd be lying to you all if I said I'm not super frustrated by it all. I was I was telling Gil this actually early last week. It's there's nothing more frustrating than being good at your job but not knowing how to do your job. <laughs> So that whole aspect of this thing has just been 
it's been tough for me. No, I, I, I understand it. We're all frustrated. We all want the show to sound good. Uh, everybody's on the same team there. It's just it seems like it's, I mean, for Roush and I, it's quite literally out of our hands. And for you, Scoots, it seems like it's out of your hands too. Like, yeah. you, you know the board obviously a lot better than we do. But if you, if you can't figure it out, then we're just totally, we're, we're in big trouble. We're in big trouble with that stuff. But that's all right. At least we sound good now. It's just when we try to do something like slightly different, you know, like play audio or have somebody on the show, God forbid. Yeah. But oh well. All right, get your text in and head on up Salsaritas today. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. It's Taco Thursday. Why not? You can make it Taco Thursday if you want to. Get yourself a lot of chips, delicious queso, hot spicy salsa. And get all the fixings you need for the Commanders Bears special Thursday night football game tonight. Uh, what a big one. It's going to be a doozy. Colossal. You're going to want your Salsaritas. Download the app. It'll save you time, save money. Uh, my dad is like not a big, just really not a big like Mexican fan when it comes to food, huh. um, which is weird. He, he will eat anything and everything, except like Mexican food he's just somewhat particular on. Yesterday he came into the office and he was said, Hey, can we go to Salsaritas today? Um, I want, can you, like, they do tacos, right? I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, they do tacos. It's a Mexican place, believe it or not. He's like, and you can just make them the way you want to make them. I was like, oh my gosh, dad. It was just one of those father son moments. Uh, we ended, he ended up having, he ended up not being able to get it. Um, but today, I think, is when we're going to. So you may run into me at Salsaritas today, one of their two locations. But I've got Terry Senior on board. That's most important. Aren't we like three minutes from a Salsaritas at this location? Five minutes? Uh, we're close. No, I no? mean five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Because you can get on the Waterson so quickly from here, and then the Salsaritas is right off Westport, so not too far. So yeah, it's probably about a five. And with traffic, maybe like a six or seven minute drive. Yeah, we're close by. Unfortunately, they don't open. The later, Scoots. I might have to go when I'm done with Spears today before I go to the hotel. The hotel motel. Holiday Inn, say what? What do you think, Scoots? Uh, what do you think Spears is going to talk about today? Uh, baseball. Heavy dose of baseball. Well, I know he's going to have Tony Burke in studio, so we'll get uh, Tony and Big Al the Fish's locks of the week. He's, uh, is this when you make your picks, special? or was that yesterday? I made mine yesterday. Yeah. Uh, did you feel good about him? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> well, it was funny because the first one, the first one he gave me was the game for tonight. And I was like, yeah, just the line doesn't make sense. The Bears have been really awful. So I'll take the Bears. And Spears goes, I, I feel like you're going against what you think you should to do. And I was like, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So I changed back to Washington. Oh my gracious, <laughs> you're a mess. You're I, a mess, dude. I think he's going to offer me today an opportunity to switch every one of my picks. So Are you going to do it? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I might. See, on the flip, like, that's fun. <laughs> and that's always a good time in, like, a game show or a reality TV show or something like that. But if you – I don't know what you stand to gain by doing that. Well, last week I would have went 10-6 and six instead of 6-10 and 10 if it, he would have offered but not, that. But they're not your picks, you know? True. Like, at that point, they're not your picks. So even if it does well, then it's not really what you thought was going to happen. Right. If it doesn't do well, then if you want to switch them, then you actually maybe could get hot. All right, you're gonna you talk me into it. I'm not switching them because I, I, I got to roll with my picks. I think at least for a couple more weeks, you just need like we we need to actually see water find its level here. Yeah, like are you really just the worst NFL gambler of all time, or have you just 
you know, they're tough. And they're even if they're 50-50 games, Scooch, you're doing so bad. Yeah. Well, and Spears wants me to be back to 500 in the next three weeks. I'm like, John, I'm 11 games under 500. It's impossible for me to get back to 500 in three weeks. Full disclosure, in my little NFL gambling league, Scoots, I'm in last. Um, I'm I'm heating up, though. I'm moving in the right direction. Mm. I feel pretty good about it. So you're in good company among NFL bad pickers. Good deal. And, yeah, look at the top of the uh, the college football pick for the for Kentucky roll call. It's the True. big dogs up there, right? That's right. Come like on. Wolf, wolf. Wolf, wolf. Roush, you're at the bottom. <laughs> you can get a little meow. Meow. Just kidding. The dogs rule this week, and the cats rule. Uh, Roush, I, 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 I don't know. I think this screen game, one way or another, could scream backdoor cover. That could be great if you think UK covers 14 and a half. Could also be horrible if it's, you know, like cats are down eight, Georgia punches one in three minutes to go just to take the game out of reach. Boom. You don't cover 15. Well, you want some stats? No. No stats? No, I do want stats. I love stats. Georgia in its last 16 home games is 5-10-1 against the spread. Uh, this is also the lowest spread since 2020. 14 and a half. Lowest spread at home. Fewest they've laid at home since 2020, the COVID season. Uh, Kentucky, meanwhile, 5-2-1 five two, five, two in their last seven SEC road games. Kentucky in the under, 4-0 in the last four Ooh. against Georgia. So... That's where you're under uh, these teams. They when they go when we go low, they go lower. But are you a law of averages kind of guy? No, you're not. I Some, am. Sometimes I am, uh, which the, makes me worried. The, the one that I'm not like. Okay, part of me knows that Georgia is eventually going to start covering spreads. I mean, Vegas is going to adjust. Like, so that's not technically a law of averages thing. But five weeks in, they're zero and five ATS. For them to cover and beat Kentucky by 14 and a half, I, I really think it would have to be like 20 to 3. I just don't, to, to your point earlier, this is the best defense they're going to face all year. They can't run the football. Their running backs are all hurt. They're playing a receiver as a backup running back. Their best player, he couldn't start the season because he had a knee issue. Kendall Milton was back. He played last week, but they didn't give him the ball at all. So you mean to tell me you're going to play a one you're going to play one dimensional football against a Brad White defense? I know that this it, this offensive line is better than Florida's. They got a lot of future NFL guys. Florida center was banged up. He was obviously not at full strength. Kentucky took advantage of that. But they're going to get after a first year starting quarterback. So like I just to cover 14 and a half would mean that they have to base, they have to keep Kentucky from scoring a touchdown. And I, I think Kentucky's going to score a touchdown in this game. It might be it, it might not be pretty. But, uh, yeah, so to go back to what you said before the break, TJ, the more and more we talk about it, the more I'm like, okay, yeah, I can get, I can get with you on that underplay. Uh, it, it scares me how much I love the underplay. It makes me think that I'm – and uh, and honestly, like hearing all about these spreads and like the numbers that you're throwing out, it – it I, I had like – you know, I'm a big gut guy. Got a big old gut. No, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm a big gut feeling guy. I had like a bad gut feeling last night that UK is going to – Get molly whopped. Like, 
But that, that's, in, I think in, that's middle of the week, though. In, in Georgia, UK fashion. Right. No, not like 48 nothing. But, but like, like 21 to a, 7. A competitive 24 to 6 loss. Yeah. You know, yeah. where it's like, oh, we weren't really close, but then again, we weren't. Like, it was like, kind of close for a quarter and a half, and then it got if haywire. If you get that fourth down, they don't score there, and we score there, then boom, you know, you're a field goal in it right there at the end. You I, pick I just, up the I, fumble. I got a feeling it's going to be like one of those games. Everybody keeps making a big deal about UK covering against Georgia and Georgia not covering this and how good UK has been covering this season. I just feel like the law of averages is just telling us, like, boom, it's going to go the other way this Saturday. But but then you talk, and I'll read other posts on KSR, Cats Illustrated, or Cats Paws. I'll go to these other websites, and it's like, this darn, ain't the like, same you, old Georgia. You, UK is just, like, just right there with Georgia from a talent and team standpoint. So it's really like my gut versus my brain here of like, I just got this feeling all these, all this talk about cover and this, that, and the other, it's, it's going to go the other way for the cats. But then I'll read this stuff and it's like, if this game was at Kroger field, I'm picking UK to win and maybe to win in a Florida fashion. No, not by 19 points, but like right from the whistle, it's like, Hey, one team's better than the other team, but it's in Athens. Georgia's kind of been ho humming along. People are wondering if they're the real deal. If Georgia's got a punch, a real punch, and I think for a back-to-back national championship, the answer to that question is probably yes, they do have a punch. Cats are going to see it on Saturday. This is a night game in Athens, the last team to beat Georgia in Athens in a night game. Roush, I know you know the answer. Scooch, what year do you think it was the last time a team beat Georgia in a night game in their home stadium? Ooh, um, 1998. What and what team do you think it was? Auburn. What if I told you it was Kentucky? Ah, there you go. Two thousand nine. Whoa, a lot earlier, not or a lot sooner than I thought. R.I.P. Well, to about the Mark Rick like nine and three years. Uh, R.I.P. to Uga, whatever number it was. Their dog had just died, Scooch, before the Cats went in there and mm. beat them. And they blame the death of their dog on why they were playing so poorly. I mean, it makes sense. It's a tough day, tough thing to deal with. And their dog's cute. Got breathing problems, though. No, wrong dog. (laughs) So, I don't know. I'm going back and forth. Luckily, I don't have to make a prediction today. I will do that at the end of the show tomorrow. But Gut's telling me one thing, and then just you're looking at the numbers. You're hearing Roush talk about just how awesome UK's defense is and how Georgia's got their own issues. And it makes you feel a little bit better. But I also think that like one of Tavion or Barion, we're not going to see. Maybe both of them, but I think one of them you're not going to see. All right, two things there. Do we think Stoops is doing any gamesmanship with that? And do we think that Stoops is doing any gamesmanship going on the teleconference and like talking about how bad he's seen practice? Or is that just... I think the practice thing is a gamesmanship, get your bleep together. Okay. But I think it probably is. For his genuine. own players. Like he's, yeah. He's like trying to get their attention. Yeah, he just okay. wants... I think he wants media talking about like, oh, they're not playing well, and you'll get some headlines about that, or you'll get people talking about it. We're talking about it right now. And we yep. know that the entire team listens to our show. Everyone. Uh, wake relig- up. Religiously. Yep. Yeah, they don't miss a second of it. Uh, and then what was the second one? Injuries. Is Injuries. That- I think his quote on Monday gave away. I think that was a tell when he was like, Dekel, and then uh, who was the other guy? Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown. When he mentioned those guys, and they haven't gotten a lot of opportunities in these big games, or, you know, against these other teams, but we need, I think that was his tell. They're like, is it Tavion? Listening to you yesterday, Roush, it sounded like you thought better chance Barion's going to be fine, but Tavion wasn't even at practice on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little weird. I don't. 
So I definitely think when Snoop said that at the conference, mentioned those two guys just really out of the blue, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he I said think they that was his way of being like, up. hey, yeah, yeah. you know, you're going to see more of those. And that worries me a little bit with a passing attack that's already been. Well, and then the, there is some like weird rumblings that actually Tavion might be all right. So I hope so. Yeah. But I so do I, agree with what Scoot said, and I texted in about it, but like this could be a nice tight end game too. And yeah. you know how Cohen can sometimes sneak those guys. Where it's you don't really think about them, you don't think about them. So boom, boom, touchdown pass. Six catches between all the tight yep. ends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that keeps their their linebackers on their toes more in coverage, which could hopefully open up things for Ray Davis. And don't expect a running effort like you had against Florida. It'd be sweet. It'd be really nice. But it's going to have to be a more balanced attack. UK's offense is yeah. really going to be up against it. And that's a no doy comment when you're playing against the Georgia Bulldogs. Over under six and a half catches by tight ends. Over would be a lot. I think it'd be a season high. Yeah, so I think you take the. But num- isn't this the game that you need? That it is. It is like Scoots. I think if the if the number is over on that, I'm gonna feel probably good, better good about, about UK's Kentucky. chances. Yeah, yeah. You could also make the case though if the number's over, it means UK was having to pass a lot more and couldn't establish a run game or something like that. But yep, tight ends have a big game. Probably means other people are having a big game too, right? Yep. Yeah. Let's get to the Thornton stacks line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Uh, you all said you finished it yesterday. We read the trust one today. Once Kentucky beats Georgia this weekend, next week we will have middle linebacker Monday, Trevin Tuesday, Wallace Wednesday, 32 Thursday, and Florida still sucks Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Zach. Can we just have a Florida still sucks Friday tomorrow? Oh, man, we could do that every every day. I love some of the Florida fans. They're like, at least, the, least we've only lost three in the row, not 31. Oh, you guys are so sad. Oh, that's loser talk. It's just like, Oh, man. Some of the stuff that's coming out of Florida, too. I mean, they sound they sound real down, real sad. Is Florida the new Texas? Texas is now the old Texas. I love, too, that is like... Is Florida the new Texas? They, they might be. Um, I just love how down and out Florida is and how, like, it's, it's, it's basically just... Uh, lit a fire uh, uh, up Luckett's rear end because he's like already like Kentucky. They win the next two games. That SEC East, they did it. I'm like, well, Luckett, you're yeah, you got to beat the number one team in the country on the road, and then you, if you beat Missouri, yes, you would control your own destiny. But like, it's a tall ask. I'm just saying, like we we got to know what's at stake here. It was uh, great. He was all fired up on eleven personnel last. Night. That's totally true, though. Like you. It, we talk about how we want UK to take the next step. Next step is Saturday. Like that, there's the step right there. Can you jump up and get it, or are you going to stay where we've been? Which make no mistake, we're happy with where we've been. But the goal is not to just stay idle. We want to keep moving. You move with a win on Saturday. We got some breaking news. Breaking news. John Calipari's released a statement. Oh, I can't tell you how happy I am. This all turned out. This work was done by Big Z and his family. For him to be persistent and keep fighting was so impressive, and it showed how badly he wanted to be a part of our team. He overcame all obstacles and just wouldn't be deterred. When we started recruiting Z, my mind started moving to how we can help our university become more prominent worldwide. This basketball program is a global brand, and now we can continue to open new avenues for students to come to the University of Kentucky. Somebody get uh, Pitbull, John Calipari face mashup. Mr. Worldwide. Let's continue to pursue some of the best basketball players in the world and showcase how great of an institution the University of Kentucky is. Feels like those were some like very subtle, pleasant shots at the university. Like we need to we need to think big. We need to think internationally here. John Calipari seems like the husband where it's like, hey, sweetie, can you put together the crib 
and you go into the room and like there's new wallpaper up, there's partial paintings being had. The crib is like put together, but you you just wanted the crib. You didn't need all this other stuff. John Calipari, it's like, yeah, we got a player in, and now we're going to go get more throughout the entire globe. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dream big, John Calipari. Oh, uh, but that mess, that's his statement on the news. That's exciting. Um, and it's it's cool to give him praise to Big Z for wanting to, to be in Lexington. Good. A lot of good feelings in both programs right now, Rush. We're not used to this. Yeah, you ain't kidding. All, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Another texter on the show says, my issue with the Norlander tweet, and the tweet was talking about how is Cal going to be at the Gonzaga or Indiana true road games. Uh, the texter goes on to say, my issue with the tweet is no other coach has talked about it in those terms. Did we see anything like that with Kay or Roy Williams when they scheduled series? No, you didn't, but they also... No, I mean, your, your point's fair, but like it just comes back to these guys don't like Calipari. Yeah. You know, it's nothing new. I mean, we know this. They, if they would have said anything bad about Coach K, he would have stopped a press conference and lectured him. I mean, he did that to student reporters. So, hey, basically, we just need Cal to bully these guys more. And honestly, probably inside the Duke program and inside the North Carolina program, these people were getting more information. Yeah, exactly. Bada boom, that, bada that, that's what it, yeah. 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 And also, but like, Rosh, you said this yesterday, there's probably a good chance Cal won't be the coach of those games. I, it's okay if media wants to bring that up. Yeah. It wasn't like I mean, he was saying, like, what a baby about Cal it. Cal himself said that he couldn't be at this job for 10 years, and it's going to, is this year 15? Well, he also probably didn't think he was going to be getting, like, $10 million a year also, yeah, in which case, he's like, you know what? Give me my cane. I'll go on in. And my monocle. Uh, but, no, like, I oh, see man. both sides we, of it. On the one hand, to top at. it's a pretty innocent t- tweet from Norlander. On the other hand, that. they dislike Cal so much that it's hard not to see like veiled shots. I just want the long coat on, you know, we get like Willy Wonka. Come out of Big Blue Madness like that. Oh man, that'd be great. That would be hilarious. Yes, this Survivor cast is the biggest bunch of nerds. Terrible job by the show. I haven't watched last night's episode. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Did you? I I was telling Scoot, Scoot, I was telling TJ, like, I don't know if I can do the 90 minute episode. We, uh, no, so we started it last night. I was actually sitting on my couch reading a book, oddly enough. I don't really read, but I was reading a book last night. All of it. And (laughs) it was like, it was like 835, and I was getting real sleepy. I I was thinking, all right, I'm going to go to bed here before nine o'clock tonight. And Gil fires up Survivor, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's freaking Survivor night. I was like, I forgot all about it. So I proceed to fall asleep during Survivor. I got about five minutes in, passed out on the couch, so what? I didn't watch either. Man, you must have been super, super tired. STTB if you caught yourself reading a book. Well, you know, Did you have like a moment where you're like, what, what the hell am I? Whoa. No, I, I don't look in my hands. I don't, Gil. I don't know why. Happen? I mean, and it's it was the Harry, first Harry Potter. So I've read that book probably seven <laughs> times, probably seven times I've read it. <laughs> it's Wednesday night. You're just hanging out. Beautiful fall night. Weather was amazing oh last night. And you find yourself going to the shelf, pulling what? out the first Harry Potter and just opening page one. Yep. Absolutely. I read the whole first chapter. It's a light read. I mean, it's it is, easy yeah. book to get through, you know. It only <laughs> takes about two years. <laughs> Are you going to get through yeah. the whole series? Scoot. That's. I think that's my plan. Yeah, I want to reread them all again. And I haven't done any oh. good reading in a while, so I, I found myself enjoying it last night. That's really funny. <laughs> You're Jim, Scoots. <laughs> Not to be a uh, massive uh, weirdo, but Dillingham has definitely added some bulk since July. Oh, yeah. As they should, right? He's, he's rocked up, as they say. Is that what they're saying? That's what they're saying. He looks good. I'm excited about Dillingham. I think people forget about him from time to time. 
he's going to be he's also uh he's a he, he's going to be in the top power forwards list for Mandy Katz, Robert Dillingham. <laughs> I got up early last Saturday morning and FanDuel posted Kentucky plus 23 and a half against Georgia. Had to take the points. Currently the number's 14 and a half and it wasn't UK. It's the perfect middle opportunity to try to hit 14 and a half and 23 and a half. I mean, this is wild that there's a non-point middle. Like, normally middles are like three. Yeah. Do I just <laughs> let the plus 23 ride and it's not even a question if it were another team? No, play the middle. Uh, no, no. 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 Just ride tw- plus 23 and a half. Yep. And, and it's your team? Play, yeah. the, play the middle. No. Uh, ride the 23 and a half. I'm with Roush. I guess playing the middle, you can get more hey, money. Hey, if UK beats Georgia, you're going to like you're gonna be over the moon excited. Oh, here, here's and what gonna- you do. Here's the move to make. Buy the extra point down to 13 and a half. That way you're covered if it's a 14-point game. That's the only way you play the middle, in my opinion. It's a nine-point middle. It's like they're, It's like begging to be had. Yeah, but you can make it a 10-point middle. Mm, Take uh, that opportunity. Texter, listen to me. Scoot's trying to say the one bad time instead of actually telling the truth that the one bad time was IU fans have been racist towards players' parents. Still one bad experience. Point stands. Moving on. <laughs> How about those Tampa Bay Rays, Scoots? Yeah, about that. The Red Sox won as many games as the Rays and the Blue Jays. Hey, uh, that. Reds too. Reds too. Hoorah. Loved uh, the videos of the Grand Slam in Philly. That's just, that was cool. Reds won as many as the Brewers. That's right. Good show in Milwaukee. <laughs> John here. here. Oh, go ahead. Good morning, my friends. So far, I cannot hear you guys this morning. Tune in seems to be down. No luck. Well, either way, I hope you all have a great show. Big Z is here to stay. It's really big news for the basketball program. I feel like I can, can go ahead and say, in my opinion right now, is that the basketball cast will not lose more than five games. How do I know? I have that feeling like I did last week with Mr. Ray Davis. Got to go. Catch you later. That'd be a fun over-under because I feel like five and a half, I might go under. I think my initial look at the season, I had them going like uh, 25 and 6. That's what I mean. Five and a half is a good on losses, but ultimately a lot of what it comes down to, how confident are you in the front court early in the season when you got all these injuries and questions there? And a tough schedule, and the SEC is going to be good. Like, Cats are going to lose some games. If they if they lose five games, they will be a one seed. Guaranteed. At least a bare minimum two. Maybe a zero seed. No, really. If they lose one game, they 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 should be in the conversation for the number one overall seed. Get married at Whitehall soon. Hey, we looked at Whitehall. Beyonce sent me a video from a wedding there, and I'll be damned if Nick Roush wasn't in the video. Oh man, the the video that uh, they made too. It felt like I was in a movie trailer. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Whitehall's beautiful. Yeah, never had never heard of it before. Um, we good had luck. a good time there. Also great. Like Duke was a ring bear. He had a lot of fun playing out there. It's a good. It's a good setup. That's fancy schmancy. What are the way you in what way are you gentlemen most thankful for Kentucky roll call? Could you imagine not doing this every day? How bad would you miss it? Could imagine not doing it every day. <laughs> I would I, mi- I mean I may imagine sleeping a little bit <laughs> yeah. more. Yeah. Uh I would miss it. Not being able to talk sports or be goofy on radio. I I, I would miss it. There'd be days I wouldn't miss it, but I, I would ultimately overall miss it. And we're thankful to have a radio show and we're thankful for our listeners and we're very happy that you all tune in. Somebody says, Cats first quarter, money line, yes or no. It's plus five and a half on DraftKings. Just letting you know out there, it's a lot of points for Georgia to be up. Uh, say, guys, Louisville's beaten Georgia in it's recent a, years. It's a, it's a touchdown. Kentucky can't sniff a victory against them? I mean, where they beat him in a, like the Russell Athletic Bowl in 2014? You know who hasn't beaten Kentucky in a long time is huh. the University of Louisville. Hello, 
take out you sucker, then you suck it. Suck it. Caps first quarter money line, yes or no? I'd say no. But we're out of time. Everybody have a great Thursday. I'll take the commanders tonight to cover and win. Same. The Bears just stink. But under? at some point, they need to. Under? Uh, An no, ugly over. under? Over. Over for sure. Oh, points, The points, points are going to fly, baby. <laughs> Everybody have a great Thursday. This is KRC on the oh, Big X. CJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kane.